it's supposed to be a witness to how we're supposed to live, but also it's supposed to be religious life, a witness to how we will all be living in heaven anyway. When we get to heaven, everyone is going to be totally in love with God. Everyone will be in community. Everyone will be obedient, poor, and chaste. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's the beauty of, of heaven. But uh, the religious life is supposed to give a particular hint, let's say, or anticipation of that as they go on. Welcome, everybody, back to the Valdoco podcast. I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. And today we are here with Father Tim Plock. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Father Tim. Thank you. Good to be with you, Vicky, <laughs> Father Steve. Yeah, thanks. And so... Father Tim is actually the director here in New Rochelle, Salesian High School, the mission office, our community here. Um, so he lives here in New Rochelle and kind of helps animate our community and the mission here at uh, in New Rochelle. And he has been a Salesian for... For 46 years. For wow. 46 years. Amazing. Beautiful. But when I started 46 years ago, I said I'll be a Salesian forever. Hey, so I could answer that question by saying you've been a Salesian forever. <laughs> <laughs> Good and so today we're actually celebrating a uh, a feast day. When this podcast comes out, it'll be February second, mm-hmm. and that is the the feast of the presentation. And that's always when we celebrate consecrated life and the gift of the consecrated life to the church. And uh, on the feast of the presentation of the Lord. And so today we're taking a a little break from our regular. Um, these podcasts have been about Salesian spirituality and going through this uh, the Salesian charism. But today we're going to focus on consecrated life, and we brought Father Tim here just to give his own experience, his own uh, outlook on consecrated life. He has been provincial, which means he was in charge of all of the eastern province of New York and everything, and then out west in California and Texas. And then he was also the regional, meaning he was in charge of... Everybody. A lot, <laughs> On the side of the world. <laughs> a lot of people of the United States, Mexico, all the way down to... To Bolivia. To Bolivia. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, he's seen a lot, especially within the Salesian family and uh, the gift of consecrated life with the Salesian charism. So we will kind of dive into that. But first, as usual, we have our two little questions that we're going to ask. So, Vicky, go ahead. Why don't you go first? All right, Father. So, do you prefer uh, driving or being the passenger? Driving. Mm, okay. I think I've been in the car with your driving. It's very nice. Good driving, good music. <laughs> and that goes into the next one. Would you prefer to listen to music or read a book? Listen to music. All right. Mm, and going on that theme, <laughs> do you prefer Coldplay or The Stones? Coldplay. <laughs> Were you listening to Coldplay earlier today? I was. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite song by Coldplay? Uh, cha- what's it? Champion of the World. Mm, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, nice. Thank you. And then the last question is, fall or spring as a season? Would you prefer the fall season or the spring fall. season? Fall. Very nice. That was consistent. <laughs> that was consistent. Yeah, very yeah. easy. You know yourself. Yeah. Very <laughs> so, sure. So How do you know I know? <laughs> <laughs> Compared to other people, they get oh. all nervous. They can't make a decision. Uh, they say this or that or I don't know. Mine's always both. Yeah. <laughs> both. Sorry, Father Steve. No boths. No boths. <laughs> um, so just to start off, if you could just kind of explain... Maybe what what attracted you to the consecrated life? Because we're not speaking necessarily about priesthood. No, it's a different thing that you were attracted to consecrated life and not the diocesan life. So maybe... Maybe a little bit of what that means for people that may not know. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, truth to tell, I was first attracted to the diocesan life. That is to be a priest of, of a diocese. In my case, it was the Diocese of Patterson, New Jersey. That's where I lived and grew up. 
And those were the only priests I knew and saw. I, I never saw a religious priest, or let's say a consecrated priest. I, I just never occurred to me. Even though my mother was raised as an orphan by the Salesian sisters wow. in North Halden. And when we were growing up, she was always talking about Don Bosco, Don Bosco, Don Bosco. <laughs> but it just never clicked in my head. Until the eighth grade when I um, went on a retreat uh, up in um, uh, Camp Quest, Ellenville, New York. Mm. And it was, of course, a Salesian retreat. And it just opened my eyes. And that was like in May. And then in September, I'm in their high school, in the Salesian High School. High school seminary, actually, which don't exist too much anymore today. <laughs> but in those days, 1960... Uh, yeah, so I went there, and then with time, the idea of a consecrated life within the priesthood um, grew. Uh, you know, I didn't enter saying, I, I feel a call to a consecrated life. I didn't know what that was, you know. But with, with formation and so forth, I understood what it means. You, you said that the day of consecrated life is usually February 2nd, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. And that's when Mary and Joseph brought the infant Jesus to the temple to say, this child is all yours, God. And so the consecrated life is, is really just that, saying that uh, this person belongs completely to God. Really, that was done at baptism, yeah. you know. Um, but the consecrated life is when the Lord calls baptized people, certain baptized people, uh, to follow Jesus in a special way. Not, not a better way, but a special way. I mean, he calls everybody to live out their baptism in a special way. The sacrament of matrimony, yeah. or being a single person uh, in the world, or being... A consecrated person, it's really not a good word because everybody's consecrated by baptism. Mm -hmm. But what is called the consecrated life or religious life or the vowed life is a particular way of living out one's baptism as intensely as he or she can. It's basically about following Christ, just like every other vocation is about following Christ. But this one has a special... Uh, coloring to it, it's to be a living memory of Jesus who was obedient, a living memory of Jesus who was poor, and a living memory of Jesus who was chaste, single-minded in his love for God and everyone else. And those are the, the three vows. Now, <clears throat> That's not something somebody thinks up, well, that's what I want to do. No, it's a call. Yeah. It's a call from God, a personal call, you know. It's not just a call made once, and then you enter, you make your vows, you're in, end of story. No, it's an ongoing call that is repeated by the Lord, and that a call in which he expects a response ever deeper as life goes on, you know. So... In, in a word, well, in many words, <laughs> that's how I um, became a religious, became a consecrated uh, Salesian 
within the sacrament of ordination as a priest. Wow. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I guess one other aspect, because I had a, a good teacher in, in uh, Jerusalem when I was studying theology, and she was you know, very much on the same thing, that consecration is at baptism. We can't speak any more of this better or higher or more yeah. perfect or yeah. using these languages when, when, yeah. when it comes to consecration. Um, but then also doing some reading on, on being experts in communion, on this ability mm. to live this communal mm. life with people who you don't choose to yeah. live with. Know mm. that you are, you are consecrated, you have the same mission, you are taking the, you are taking the vows, but living together mm. as a community and, uh, and how that becomes a prophecy you know, yes. to, to the world, this unity and diversity of living together of all different backgrounds and ages and cultures and mm -hmm. all of these things <clears> living <throat> together, same mission and to really give a witness to the world of, of how we're meant to we're meant to live, and I think that's a great a great call. So maybe if you can speak a little bit on community right. life, or yeah, well, it's it's supposed to be a witness, as you said, to how we're supposed to live, but also it's supposed to be religious life, a witness to how we will all be living in heaven anyway. Yeah. When we get to heaven, everyone is going to be totally in love with God. Everyone will be in community. Everyone will be obedient, poor, and chaste. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of, of heaven. But in the religious life, they're supposed to give a particular hint, let's say, or anticipation of that as they go on. Yes, community life is one of the three uh, essential elements for this type of consecrated life. You know, first of all, we're consecrated and sent. So we're consecrated for a mission. In our, my case, Salesians of Don Bosco, uh, called by the Lord and sent in mission for the work of education and evangelization of the young. But also, not alone, in community. On, in one, on one level, in community with the brothers, religious brothers with whom I've been assigned to live, and on another level, trying to build communion with everyone else, especially collaborators and members of the Salesian family. And then the third element is uh, the, the following Christ by vow, you know, by those three bow, vows that, that characterize Jesus' life. And your experience, Vicki, because you grew up with the Salesian sisters, um, and maybe your experience of of this witness that maybe you have seen over the years of working with the SDBs, of growing up with the FMAs, on this maybe prophetic or seeing this consecration lived out? It's a radical way to live, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, because it's just, it's countercultural. Like what mm -hmm. happens in consecrated life is so different than what the world expects. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to live in both, like in like with other people that are not consecrated life, but have other vocations, whether they call it that or not, um, to then see the, the like consecrated life lived out is just, I mean, it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful way to, to see it, to see it all, to see the real, like the kingdom of God here on earth. And then it's, I think it's also just, it's a good example because, because of the choice that you've made and the answer to the call that, that all consecrated life have, you guys give us this example of what's possible for even a life that's not like when you're if you're not consecrated life like what is still possible so like living in community with people right and like making an active choice every day whether to like be grumpy about it or to not be grumpy about it um you know the same goes for family i think mm -hmm. it's some people tend to question like okay well if 
someone is consecrated life they're in those vows then like what can they like what insight can they offer but you guys see so much and you hear so much because of the call you've answered right like you're exposed to more than the average people so it's just it's been a, a beautiful experience to to see it to and see the the real value of it and the real need too mm. Um, that it's not just, okay, you're a priest, but there's a real, there's a difference. Mm. And I think listening to the, how you've explained mm. it has helped a lot because it's not something you actively think about, yeah. but we get to see examples of it every single day. Right. Yeah, most people in the church, you know, well, I won't say most, but a lot of people in the church, a priest is a priest, and they don't notice right away necessarily if they're belong to a diocese and therefore don't live the three vows right. by vows yes or if they belong to a religious community you know and how many young people today for example have never seen a consecrated woman it's true have never been in contact with a nun mm-hmm. yeah. or brothers you know who are who are consecrated men who are not priests right you know uh, so yeah it's a it's a really a gift to the church mm-hmm. For the whole church to, to to see and give thanks to God for and imitate, but on the other hand, those in the consecrated life can also and should also imitate the love that they see in family True. life, yes, and in um, and the professionalism that they see in business life and the world in general, you know, uh, because you you used to think that becoming a monk. Becoming a religious with vows meant you were running away from the world. Mm-hmm. In Latin, it was fuga mundi, be a fugitive from the world. <laughs> you know, and you live in the desert, you live in caves and so forth. But no, we're not supposed to be uh, out of the world. We are in the world to cooperate with Jesus' mission mm-hmm. of saving the world. And right. in our case, especially uh, the young, you know. You know, in the profession formula, when one becomes a Salesian, takes vows for the first time, he says part of it is to live my baptism more deeply. Now, that does not mean to live my baptism more deeply than my parents did. Poor sinners. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean I'm going to live my baptism more deeply than somebody who's not married or who's you know, out in the world and so forth. No, it's not a comparison at mm-hmm. all with other vocations, but it's meant that I will live my baptism more deeply than I would have, I would have, yeah. were I not in this consecrated life. This gives me a chance to enter into my baptism in a very, very deep way, the call to holiness and the call to mission. And if perhaps I were not a consecrated life, a person, I wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, I wouldn't have had all the gifts that God gives to those who enter this life to live their baptism more deeply than they would have. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that it's vows. Like, I think that's like a really beautiful part of consecrated life that there, it's more than a promise, yeah. right? That it's this like vow of how you're going to live your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that Sister Teresa Lee, um, she would come on ESL for our vocations component mm-hmm. with Father Dominic. And um, she would speak about the the different vows, mm-hmm. right? So ordination and marriage and whatever. Um, 
and she was like, it's all a sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just figuring out which, which sacrifices you're willing to make mm -hmm. according to where God is calling you. Mm -hmm. That it's not one more than the other. They're just different. They look different. Mm -hmm. You're going to receive different things. So it's not that, okay, oh, if I, if I, you know, get married, then these are the sacrifices I have to make. And then if I become, you know, um, religious, then I have to like make these sacrifices, mm -hmm. but the, then the vows tie into it and that mm -hmm. both still take vows, mm -hmm. right? Still vow to change their life mm -hmm. according to what they're, what they're choosing, right? Where mm -hmm. God is calling them. So mm -hmm. just, it just, it all goes together. It's mm -hmm. just a different area. Yeah. But like if suppose a married couple, you know, they, they, they look at their life as a sacrifice. Well, you know, it's not meant to be a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. They have to sacrifice. Right. The husband and the wife have to say, uh, this is not 50-50. Mm -hmm. This is 100-100. Mm -hmm. I don't give half of myself to you and you give half of yourself to me. No, mm -hmm. it's complete 100% one for the other. Right. And in that, quote-unquote, sacrifice, they find immense happiness. Mm -hmm. Well, the same is true in consecrated life, religious mm -hmm. life. You know, you can go through thinking, oh, gosh, I got to be poor. I got to be <laughs> obedient. I got to be chaste. <laughs> Um, and just moan over that sacrifice. But no, no, they're meant to be avenues to living the joy mm -hmm. and, and happiness on earth that God promises everyone in heaven. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, Pope Francis is very strong on this. Every time he speaks to religious, you know, he often talks about uh, the... Uh, Older religious, he says sometimes, older nuns who don't know how to smile anymore and they're just so cranky and all that. You know, you know, you can understand that on a human psychological level, I guess. But it's not the witness that religious life, you know, should be given to the world. Yeah. And I guess with that, I mean, with your time being in Rome for some time with the, the council and um, doing different things for the Silesians, kind of a broader view of maybe where you, have, where you saw consecrated religious life you know back maybe when you first joined and now this movement mm -hmm. going forward mm -hmm. what are some things that you see mm -hmm. that are important for for the young people who are discerning mm -hmm. like where are we going with consecrated life what mm -hmm. what is happening now with the gift mm -hmm. uh, maybe some things that you have seen or experienced yeah. well one of the things I've seen especially in uh, this part of, uh, of America the north and south part of uh, America from um, Canada down to Bolivia, visiting all those places, especially in the Latin parts of America, I find that consecrated life is very attractive to young people. They come in by, by droves in great numbers. But there's not always the clarity of what they're doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, especially like in the Salesian life, they, 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 they grew up in Salesian schools, Salesian orators, and they loved to play soccer, football, and, and all that, and in and, and a way, and the singing and the joy and the living together, it attracts them. And the problem is sometimes they stay at that level, yeah. and they don't enter into the idea you were saying, Vicky, of sacrifice. You know, it's not about me having fun. It's about me identifying myself with, with the Lord, and that entails a loving sacrifice. So I've seen that, that it's a little, little um, worrisome sometimes when you, when you see so many young people entering the consecrated life, but then leaving yeah. mm -hmm. soon after, you know, before their vows expire or something like that. But also I've seen a, a growth um, 
not only in into America but also from my time in Rome, a growth in general in the whole church of understanding the value of consecrated life and understanding uh, the riches you know that it brings both to the individual and the riches it brings to the whole church. Mm-hmm. You know when it's lived fully, when it's lived richly. Um, you know, mostly I think before having this experience of being in Latin America a lot and then uh, living the experience of being church within the Salesian congregation right there in Rome on a leadership level, you know, I, I've certainly grown in appreciation about consecrated life. You know, really have grown and understood uh, what that means. And I think in general that's happening throughout the world, a deepening of the of what it means to be a consecrated religious. Um, those are some of the things I've seen uh, going around here and there. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I know, because I also, I never met a nun or you know, consecrated religious or anything until I was 24. You know, and, and that was when yeah. I went to Africa and I met the Salesian sisters and yeah. then I met the Salesian priests and brothers. And uh, it did change the way I viewed the church yeah. and the way I viewed the priesthood because sometimes, I mean, I was from a small town in Connecticut and it was the diocesan priest and it was, you know, it just seemed kind of like a nine to five career kind yeah. of job. No, he was by himself. He was, you know, he was a great man. He was happy. Everything yeah. seemed to fine, but mm-hmm. just was not, I knew it wasn't for me. I yeah. never felt called to that. But then when I saw the community life and the mission and, you know, the charism of, of, okay, for me, St. John Bosco, but um, just seeing a, a group of mm-hmm. young women, a group of men, um, just dedicating their lives mm-hmm. to, to service and to community and to the young. And mm-hmm. it was a beautiful witness of, of faith, of beautiful li- of, of life, yeah. you know, of living life to the fullest. And mm-hmm. uh, definitely a big moment for me down yes, there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a moment of grace, yeah. that, that deepening your understanding of what it is. And you responding to the call that the Lord, you know, gave you, responding to it in in trust because you really don't know what's going to unfold. It's like the newlyweds don't really know how their life is going to unfold, but yet they say forever, till death do us part. Yeah. And the same is true, you know, when we start off in consecrated life, responding to the Lord's call. Uh, it's it's a journey. It's a beginning only. You know, it's not. A, Starting, it's it's a starting point. It's not an end point. Yeah. You know? And maybe if you if you have some advice for young religious, those who are, you know, maybe in formation or have just made their profession or something, maybe some words of wisdom for them as they as they go through. Because I know, you know, okay, I made in 2012. I made my first profession, and it's been an up and down. You know, yes. we're not perfect. I'm human. I've sinned. I've mm-hmm. fallen. I've mm-hmm. you know all of these things. So it's it's okay. We we make vows. I made profession. I live in community. All these things. But I'm. It's a continue, like you said, a deepening, mm-hmm. and to have the patience of God. To, to yeah. thank God for that, the patience and mercy of God. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you have some few words of wisdom for those who have entered and who are discerning and those. Well, two words would be Jesus and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I mean by that is that for the young people just starting off consecrated life, the, their prime responsibility and greatest joy ought to be getting to know Jesus better, making him a personal friend, your own, your best yeah. personal friend. And sometimes you have occupational hazards to do that because you're studying. 
you're going to university and you're you know up to your head with papers and things that are due and then pastoral activities and 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 so much but those things can take us away you know from the fundamental thing that we are called to be living memorials of Jesus to be in contact with him and as i say to invite mary the mother of of all religious of all christians actually you know into this journey with you to accompany you because she's the one that is the best friend of jesus after all the first disciple you know and so she's not just a model from the past uh, she's a living presence who wants to walk with us young religious or old ones like me <laughs> and um and, you know, in deepening that personal relationship with Jesus. Because without that, when things get tough, you're on your own. And then, you know, you have a great tendency to, to fall or give it up, you know. Mm -hmm. Not beautiful. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you both. No, boy. Because we have, we, you, know, you said you were old, but you're, you know, I'm sure you're okay. Uh -huh. If you could just, your favorite part of consecrated life. So your perspective and yours too. My favorite part of consecrated life. Or um, what's been your favorite or yeah, whatever you want. Well, it's it's living the Salesian mission with young people. Mm -hmm. See, I'm living the Salesian people now, but I'm living it with some older people like Father <laughs> Stephen. And, other, and, other and in charge of a lot of them. <laughs> yes, right, 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 right. But no, the times that, you know, you, you are Salesian and you're working with young people, following them, teaching them, accompanying them. And in my case, it was, it was 24 hours a day. It was boarding schools in those days, you know. Time you're with the kids your whole life long. Um, so that's the part that I, I appreciated most. Um, when I was in, in administration from Rome, you know, uh, that's when the young people are farthest away because you're now, you know, high-level administration and so forth. But the task is to remember those great, beautiful days mm. and when you were with the young people and do what you're doing now, even though it's at a desk or a computer, for them, you know, for those young people, so that the mission doesn't dry up just because you're not with young people. Beautiful. I think mine is very similar. I've had a few moments of really being immersed in this vision of Don Bosco and all this vast movement of people, of priests and brothers and sisters and young people and just everybody together, serving, having fun, praying together. So I've, I've had some really mm. profound moments over these years of of, of seeing that, of what it must have been like and what Don Bosco wanted, no? this big, joyful family serving the community and, and making noise, but a kind of joyful noise and, mm -hmm. and really giving witness to, to Christ. And so I've had those experiences, and it's definitely been, those are moments of consolation that, mm -hmm. you know, carry me through and that we can recreate it. No, it's not because it's not really our doing. It's, mm -hmm. okay, we live it, we live, we invite, we are present, and, and then it happens, and you, like, look around and you just see exactly what mm -hmm. what we hope heaven is, yeah. looks like no and mm -hmm. so those are definitely my favorite parts mm -hmm. um, and the fact that i've been able to travel and meet people and go to different countries and mm -hmm. i was in jerusalem for four years and i met you know we lived in a house of 40 people from 28 mm -hmm. different countries mm -hmm. so the solution family is big and just meeting mm -hmm. all them and having brothers everywhere mm -hmm. and sisters so it's been mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a blessing yeah. and then i'd like to add that yes my favorite part you know is being with the young people but within that the 10 years that i was blessed to work in a parish in portchester mm -hmm. to work there with poor people mm -hmm. you know mainly immigrants arriving undocumented lost 
uh, easily victimized, you know. To be pastor for them, you know, to help them, to accompany them, uh, that was the greatest joy within the Salesian mission, you know. Before I get to all, I hope the superior, I hope you're listening, Father Provincial, <laughs> will send me back there. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So, well, Tim, we appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. It's been uh, great just to reflect on, and, and this is something we'll be doing a lot of, you know, reflecting yeah. on the Salesian charism, consecrated life, mm -hmm. and uh, the mission in the church, working with lay people, yeah. and, you know, the whole big uh, mission of the church. So mm -hmm. it was good to spend some time with you and uh, reflect a little bit on consecrated yeah. life. Thank you. Same here. And thank you for both to both of you for this work that you're doing, this work yeah. of evangelizing, of spreading the word. Yeah. We're trying here. So if we could end, we always ask our guests to just finish with a quick prayer. So if you don't mind leading us out in prayer. Oh God, our Heavenly Father, thank you for calling us together at this moment and to share what is important for, in our lives, your call to holiness and mission in baptism and the specific way that we try to live it. Bless everyone in the church who attempts to follow your Son with love and with honesty. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mary, help of Christians. Pray Thank for us. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everyone. And, uh, we'll be back next week. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.